2: Yeah, they have their own theme tune that they robbed from 21st Century Fox, but... We let them away on us. Disney yeah.
0: will literally <laughs> sue us. Don't say that.
2: <laughs> Niall and Ross are here. It's another real reviews. How are you doing, guys? Very well, thank yeah, you. Very well. Yeah. Okay, we're kicking it off with some news. Uh, Denton Abbey. Yes, Denton
0: Abbey. The the trailer is dropped for the Denton Abbey movie. The movie that nobody wanted, except for fans of Denton Abbey. Uh, it's coming out September the twentieth, and the trailer tells us a little bit about the plot. So uh, everybody's in a bit of a kerfuffle because uh, King. King George and, and uh, Queen Mary have decided to visit uh, Downton and, you know, money's very tight because there's there's no maid and no valet and no nanny even. What shall we do? It's uh, their session. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They've invested in in railroads and the money's all gone, I think. Are you a fan of,
2: of Downton, Emily? I never watched it. My mother is a fan. We bought her the box set. She loves it. I just didn't get into it. Yeah, but I, it's something I think I would like because I like that whole period drama. Kind I of. really enjoyed, like, the
0: first couple of seasons and then I think it kind of went on too long so I'm not very excited
3: about this film but I think some people will the plot yeah. of the movie really just sounds like you know a show keeping up appearances it sounds like <laughs> her nightmare of <laughs> the king and queen visiting and her not being ready yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so you're not you, I, don't, I don't think you would be a Downton Abbey fan now, no but I am a Terminator <laughs> fan kind of <laughs> okay we um, we get to that, we get to yeah, that. come on, right, yeah, go on Terminator You want yes, to talk all about this yeah. <laughs> well so
3: Downton Abbey isn't the only one who got a trailer we, we got our first glimpse of the new Terminator movie dark fate during the week and i suppose what really made people pay attention to this particular movie is that reunites arnold schwarzenegger who's been kind of constant in these movies with linda hamilton from the original two movies and james cameron who directed the first two terminator movies the good ones um so james cameron is on board but he's as a producer uh, for this in- uh, for this installment and uh, it's actually deadpool's tim miller that's right easier. in the directing chair. So it, What's different about this movie, Dark Faith, is it's seen as a direct sequel to Terminator 2, Judgment Day, which was released back in 1991, and is thereby treating all the other movies thereafter as if they never happened. It's a bad dream. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's goodbye to 2003's Rising Machines. Goodbye to... 2009 Salvation and Hasta La Visa to, last, to uh, Genesis from they're, 2015. are alternate timelines. Yeah. Yeah.
2: The big question I have about that though it doesn't have that music you know the dun 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 It
3: didn't. Music. Actually the music in the trailer is really good. Uh, you should check out the trailer okay. but it didn't have the iconic dun Ah uh, damn okay. Um. Yeah but I will say the trailer doesn't look that promising it shows Linda Hamilton being a bit of a badass it looks like there's a lot of dodgy CGI a lot of over the top stunts with planes and trucks and such Um, I nearly would have preferred if they went the cyberpunk low key Mm -hmm. chase story that made the first movie such a success but I suppose that was never going to happen and um we have to wait a while for this time, we, yeah think. we do it's october 25th it's coming out i, I hope i'm proved wrong because i really like the terminator movies when they're done right and i think there's a potential still for a, a good movie in the franchise
2: cool okay uh back to the future the musical yeah I'm not well sure now
0: well today we're very much in music we have a song in our heart today because we're going to be talking <laughs> a lot about musicals and uh, the back to the future musical is finally going to happen next year and this has been in development since 2012 I wasn't sure if I was going to be... I'm certainly not going to be going to Manchester where it opens to see it, but maybe it'll be all right. It's written by the one of the the writers of the original movie, Bob Gale, but he kind of just has a career based on Back to the Future now and kind of the nostalgia for that. But the songs are... Uh, the songs from from the movie there's going to have The Power of Love in it which mm-hmm. I was a little bit worried they wouldn't and uh, it's going to have compositions by Alan Sinvestri who did the score for it
2: uh, so yeah we'll see we'll see it okay, could be watch huge the space. okay so from Back to the Future to Back to the Past because Aladdin yeah. has been remade tell us about this
3: yeah, I suppose the first many of us heard about the remake of Aladdin was people complaining about Will Smith's blueness <laughs> when the initial photos and trailers for the movie surfaced. So yeah, you're right, it's a, it's a live-action remake of Aladdin. And I suppose it was only a matter of time before it came to stuff like this, after John Favreau's Jungle Book back in 2016. Um, it looks like director Guy Ritchie has given up on the grimy British criminal underworld <laughs> he sure uh, has. that he established himself. But it's hard to think that the director of the likes of Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels, Snatch and Rock and Roller is now at the helm of Aladdin, <laughs> which is a bit insane. Uh, so the movie stars Will Smith as... The Genie, which is, of course, the big character, and that was voiced by Robin Williams in the the 1992 animated version. Uh, Canadian-Egyptian actor uh, Mena Massoud plays Aladdin. Some people might know him from Amazon Prime series, Jack Ryan, but he is relatively unknown. Uh, British actress Naomi Scott plays Princess Jasmine again relatively unknown unless you happen to catch her as Kimberly in the Power Rangers film uh, in 2017
0: Oh I did, I did see that, yeah, yeah. Oh, There you <laughs> go, Noel was bound to, someone had to see that movie <laughs> The only ticket sold yeah.
3: <laughs> And then we have a you know relatively unknown Dutch actor uh, Marwan Kanzari who rounds off the, the main cast as the villain, Jafar So anyone who's really familiar with the, the animated movie will know what to expect um, Aladdin's a petty thief who's a chance encounter with uh, Princess Jasmine, he's smitten, but believes that she'll never fall for him because he's a, you know, a common thief. Um, and then Jafar has an evil inv- evil influence, rather, um, over the desert kingdom of Agrabah. And he, he, uh, he gets Aladdin to steal a magic lamp. But while doing so, uh, Aladdin comes across the magical genie who grants him three wishes. And of course, trying to impress Jasmine, one of his wishes is to become a prince. We actually have a clip here. Okay which features Aladdin chatting to Will Smith as the genie, um, with the genie explaining that you have to be very specific about what you say in your wishes. He explains that him asking to make him a prince might mean creating another person who is a prince. So he says, be careful.
2: Okay, here we go. Hey, can you make me a prince?
3: There is a lot of gray area in make me a prince. I could just make you a prince. Oh, no. Right, you'll be snuggled up with that dude for the rest of your life.
1: y'all see my palace?
3: Be specific with your words. The deal is in the detail. Got it. Which I don't really understand, because if she already likes you, why change?
0: I told you, she has to
2: marry a prince. I just
0: want to go home, man.
2: Okay, I can do that. There we go. Mm-hmm. Who is that in the background
3: there? Uh, yeah, there's a crater. You, you can't actually
0: see him. He's like way, way in the background. It's <laughs> quite funny, that bit. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot of laughs in it, though, in this movie. I mean, this, this, as Ross is saying, this is the part where Aladdin, in a desperate attempt to impress Princess Jasmine, makes a wish to become Prince Ali of Ababwa and win her heart. And just like that, I think this film is desperate to impress us and please us. Mm. And it tries very hard. Doesn't really succeed though. Um, it has some charm, like Aladdin himself, uh, but mostly it does come up short every chance that it has. It's, a, it's a, literally a beat for beat remake of. The animated cartoon I don't know why you wouldn't just stay at home and watch it mm. and Will Smith is <clears throat> not so much Robin Williams as uh, Robbie Williams in this <laughs> he's just a little bit bland for my case you know he doesn't dial it up as much as Robin Williams one. now maybe that's that's a good thing because maybe a lot of Will Smith would have really overpowered it but it's, this whole movie just kind of plays it safe having said that The CGI Agrabar is very well realised, you know, but it's very clean. It's very sanitised. It looks like Disney Arabia, Disneyland Arabia, basically. Um, They have made some changes. Uh, Jasmine gets a new song, which is a a real belter, a bit like Let It Go from Frozen. And uh, they changed this ending slightly to give her a bit more agency and empowerment. But um, it just... Feels that we'd kind of heard it all before, and I was surprised at how bad Will Smith was at singing. Like, I think they Isn't were also
2: well, I like think rap, but I think it, yeah.
0: it's auto tuned. He's just not able for the Broadway kind of songs that are in this. Now, it sounds like I'm really harsh on this film. I think kids will like it, yeah. I think people who like the original will like it, but I don't know why they won't just watch the original. Yes. So, I'm going to just give it three stars.
2: Okay, I, I yeah. was expecting lower. It's key, a yeah. it's, a low, three.
3: it's well, a low three. If you're looking for lower, I gave it one out of five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that was my.
2: My <laughs> and you're really triumphant yeah. okay, let's, let's just park Aladdin uh, from Aladdin to Elton John very excited about Rocketman tell us about this yeah so this
0: is the uh, Elton John biopic directed by Dexter Fletcher uh, and it follows the decades long career of Sir Elton and he's played in this by an actor called Taron Egerton who's uh, excellent in the role I have to say and does his own singing in it so uh, he plays Elton kind of later in life we do first meet him as a kind of chubby child uh, growing up in Pinner where he has a bad relationship with his mother and father. Uh, it's easy to kind of forget how massive a star in the seventies, especially around the world Elton John was, you know what I mean? Cause now we kind of think of him as friend of the Beckhams and mm. you know, that kind of, the celebrity has taken over from the music, but um, he was responsible for 5% of total global music revenue back in the seventies, which is tremendous. Um so this is the biopic. We have a clip here yeah. of Reg Dwight, as he was called, or Elton, where he meets his longtime uh, lyricist and collaborator, Bernie Taupin, for the first time. OK. I like your lyrics. Thank you. Yeah, I, I got the tape that you sent. It's great. Really good. Thanks. Oh, hang on. Uh, hey, don't, don't bother with that one. That wasn't supposed to be in there. No, no, there. that's really good. I'll write a tune to it. Yeah, I bought a
1: song.
2: Yeah, I read it and I could hear the whole tune in my head. It was all there. I could see all the notes and I just had to get it out. It's like my fingers couldn't work fast enough to keep up with my brain. <laughs> That's interesting, yeah. Uh, so what are we given this? Like this is, uh, from what I've seen, there's a lot of hype around it. There's a lot of buzz around it. Does it live up to the hype?
3: Yeah, I think so. I think we had a bit of a disagreement on this. Uh, I gave it um, four out of five, but I think... I think the problem with this is there's there's going to be a rush of artists, and I, we've probably already seen that out there who want to solidify their legacy. You know, people should always be cautious when the subject of the movie is involved as an executive producer. Uh, okay. Yeah, we saw it with Straight Outta Compton back in 2015. Um, we saw it with The Dirt, The Motley Crew, uh, Biopic, and we've seen it with Bohemian Rhapsody last year, a Course Of Course the Queen. Don't get me wrong. Now, I like, I enjoyed all of those movies. But you do have to take them with a grain of salt. Um, I would imagine the most accurate biopics are the ones that the musicians are boycotting, or they're trying to sue the you know, uh, producers and they're slamming it in the press. Not the ones where they're smiling with the actor, portraying them at the glitzy premiere. Um, so it does feel like a bit of a one-sided uh, perspective of Elton John's life. That being said, uh, Taryn Egerton is, I think, he's simply stunning in the performances. Niall said he does the singing as well. He, um, he has a strong resemblance to star, which does help. But he fully embodies him, his movements, his personality. Um, so really great job, I thought. Um, flashy and flamboyant and fantastic. Uh, I gave it four out of five stars. Okay. Uh, if you liked Bohemian Raps- Rhapsody, you'd love this. I like yeah, him.
0: I think it's a better movie than Bohemian Rhapsody. Because uh, I, I did not like Bohemian Rhapsody. I think it's very clever. It's a musical as opposed to a biopic in that, you know, he'll we're breaking to song and it's there's kind of magic realism in it. Um, As Ross says, it's not so much a warts and all uh, depiction, it's a, uh, uh, I had some warts and I've applied a cream and the warts are gone now, <laughs> uh, <laughs> kind of story. Mm. Um, It's got a really rushed ending. I feel like it rushes through like 10 years of his life like yeah. that. And um, but I still really enjoyed it. I'm going to give it three as well. But it's a high three this time. It's not an Aladdin three. It's a high three. Okay, it's
2: a high three. Okay, very good. Rocket Man doing well. Okay, quickly, Netflix preview of for those who are staying in tonight.
0: Yes, this is a new uh, series, a ten part series called What If or What Slash If, and it stars Renny Zellweger. And it's basically, it looks like a gender flipped indecent proposal. So Renny plays a, a billionaire who uh, one night. Um, sees a guy in a bar and finds out that he's married and gives a, an indecent proposal to his wife that for $80 million investment in her company, can she spend the night with her husband? Okay. So it looks like it's trashy fun, really. It, I think, going on the on the trailer, um, it looks slick. It, it reminded me a little bit of, from the trailer, Revenge. I don't know if you saw yes, that show. So that show, yeah. a lot of yeah. kind of high drama. So it could be worth a watch
2: okay are we going to play this little clip we might have yeah if you time, want yeah. you so it's a
0: monologue are... from, from Renee's character she's talking into a dictaphone about kind of how to get plan. what you want <laughs> okay, yeah here
2: you go all your efforts personal professional carnal
1: you must be willing to make the hard choices do the unpleasant things risk your most Valuable
2: assets because nothing worthwhile is ever achieved without sacrifice. Oh my God, the shivers. (laughs) Renee, what are you doing to us? Okay, so that's dropping tonight on Netflix. Okay, what's up for the scene of the week then?
0: So Scene of the Week is from the 2000 American comedy-drama film uh, Almost Famous, directed by Cameron Crowe. Great cast, Billy Crudup, Francis McDormand, Kate Hudson and Patrick Fugit. It's the story of a teenage journalist uh, who goes on the road with a a fictitious rock band called Stillwater and his efforts to get his first story published. And uh, Ross is going to tell you a little bit more about the clip.
3: Yeah, well, the scene we picked, it's it's really an essential music moment in an essential music lovers uh, movie. So, um, as you said, it follows Stillwater touring America um, on the cusp of success uh, in the early 70s. But to set this scene up, the band are after having a huge falling out. There was a, a T-shirt, a promotional TV shirt had arrived, but it put the guitarist uh, of the band, played by Billy Crudup, right front and centre, overshadowing all the other members, which annoys everyone, especially the lead singer, as you can imagine. Um, so, they have a big row and Billy goes off to a party where he takes a lot of LSD and... <laughs> proclaims himself a golden god in the most arrogant rock star way and jumps off the roof into a pool. Of course, the next day, um, he's picked up by the tour bus and he's met with a bit of a frosty reception, I must say, from from all the crew in the bus. And it's all a bit awkward. That is until, of course, everyone starts singing along to Elton John's classic song Tiny Dancer and before you know it you can just see their love of music and it's really an incredible scene but I have an introduction to this scene as well and I think it sums it up well it's Foo Fighters Dave Grohl a couple of years ago was playing Tiny Dancer live and he sums it up best you hear him first and then we'll play out with the scene Okay here it is
1: Two words that strike a chord in the heart of every sensitive 32 year old man and I'm not sure A song, actually, I don't think I'd ever heard until I saw Almost Famous. So every night before going to bed, I thank Cameron Crowe for opening up a part of me that I don't think I ever knew until now. You know, let's skip all the other crap and just get to the chorus, like on that bus scene. What do you say. Now, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. There you go. Now, you know, what I really wanted to do is I wanted to recreate that timeless scene in uh, Almost Famous. I wanted to do kind of like a performance art piece where I have a, a little kiddie pool and I jump in the kiddie pool and then and on acid, and, uh, and then someone uh, come and, and drape a towel around me and then have, uh, uh, you know, Craig come behind me and, and uh, sing along to the, to the song. But I think what I'm going to need everybody to do is sing the chorus along so we can really recreate that magic.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, the evening is over. We hope you all enjoyed yourselves and we'll see you all again in 1974.
1: Good evening! I have to go home. You are home.
2: Uh, great scene, great scene, guys! Uh, thank you so, so much for all your work on Real Reviews. We'll see you next week. And yes, you see, right? next week. see you next thank week. Thank you. Eleven to one on LMFM.